You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back for another episode of Locked On Podcasts. Locked on Bulldogs. We got Bama this week. Don't know if you know that. You should know. Oh, that have you? you? Oh, I hadn't checked the schedule. Hadn't checked the schedule. Who was? Uh, well, okay. Twenty twenty is a little a little weird. So go to the Google here. Okay. And Get to the yeah, machine. It's, Al- it's Alabama. It's the, the Alabama football team. It this is. Week. It is. Um, okay. Glad you're with us uh, for this week. If there was ever a week you needed us and we needed you, it's this week. This week's the week that we had to have this happen to us. So uh, glad you're here with us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We are not insiders or gurus by any stretch of the imagination. This podcast was made for fans by fans. If you're old to the podcast, glad you're still here with us. Thanks for uh, interacting with us. Truly and honestly, we love that a great deal. Dan's going to tell you how to do that. But just if you're new, just know we're fans. So especially during these types of weeks, uh, you're going to hear, just wait for it. Hold on. Let me Let me try again. Fan talk. Daniel. Okay. Okay. So now, if if you're tuning in to the show, expecting yep. to hear nonpartisan journalists, sure. sure. Are you in the right place? No. no. No, you've taken a left when you should have taken a right. By the way, real quick, you can't get that anywhere. Just so that's you're fully not, aware, that's not a thing. It's 2020, guys. That doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. So we're fans. You're fans, and we're here to talk the way that fans do. Uh. Thanks for being here. There's there's so many new listeners. It feels like every week are jumping on board to the show, and we greatly appreciate that. If you are new, thank you so much. Just click that subscribe button. As Clint uh, may have mentioned, we are here five days a week, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And so if you click subscribe, you will get a new episode every single day leading up to Saturday. Uh, we're here to walk through the weeks with you, recapping last week's action and previewing next week's uh, game. Uh, so click that subscribe button. If you're old to the show, uh, also so many of you have left us ratings and reviews lately. I Gosh, mean, Daniel, tons of new Daniel, ones d- pouring in. Do you in. like it when people do as you ask them to and people request them are to? The, people are the best, Clint. The best. It's just, it, it's, thank, uh, so we appreciate that greatly. If you have not left us a five-star rating or review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, we encourage you to do that. It helps us out a bunch and, uh, it's greatly appreciated. So, do that. It helps other people find the show. There's a million new people here uh, every single week because of you leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. So we appreciate that. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, here's the deal. Um, it's Alabama week, and sure. there's just too there's too many feelings. We started breaking down the game yesterday on Tuesday's show. I don't even know what was said yesterday. I feel like Things, I've been words. in some sort of a coma the entire day. I don't yes. anticipate that changing anytime between It's a real walking dead type moment, Daniel. Where we just It is. I it's my it's my job. I'm the host of this podcast. Sure. To to talk about this to how I feel about this game. Are you, I have it, no idea how I feel about this game. Are you tendering your so, resignation live right now? It's it could be Michael. Are you there? Just I'm going to buzz you in. 
any moment now. No, I, I don't know how I feel about this game. I suspect there are a lot of you out there listening who uh, feel the same way that I do, who also yep. have no idea how to feel about this game. Some of you are probably very optimistic. Some of you are probably very pessimistic. And the majority of you are somewhere in the middle like me. So uh, we're going to walk through that together. Um, we got you are not in to the discuss. middle. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Well, I consider myself in the middle. <laughs> Okay. Uh, now maybe I lean more one way. There you go. Than the other, but I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, yeah, Clint. Where do you want to start? Uh, as we as we look to break down this game, as we look to talk about this game, where should we start our conversations? We okay, talked about matchups yesterday. Yeah. Where should we start today? Here's what I want to get to, Daniel. Um, and maybe this is an honest question to you. You know those previews that like go down. You know, RQB depth, their QB depth who favored sure. grade running back sure. and you go position by position like that sure thing do you find those helpful at all i sure don't i don't I, I either mean, i just don't really find it helpful because our qb never plays against their qb and so when our qb is better than their qb it's it's helpful to know but sure. i just don't necessarily find those things helpful because the game just never seems to really go that way you know? this is this is my point I think the game never pans out to where you're like, mm, favor here, favor here. And then you tally them up at the end. Like, who has the advantage? Oh, we have six position groups that are better than their, you know, whatever. I don't find that helpful. Here's what I find helpful, Daniel. Okay. Uh, Tell me what's helpful. Matchups of strength that you want to do, like your identity. So so mm-hmm. what is the thing okay. that you want to do? And does that match okay. up well? All right. This is this is the easiest, simplest way to make football. It's how Bill Belichick has made himself one of the greatest coaches of all time. He has just said, hey, um, this guy on offense is really good. I'm going to do everything I can to stop him. And then I'll mm. let you try to figure out what to do after that. Okay. Right, Daniel? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my question to you. Fair to say uh, that Alabama's greatest weapon is the deep ball in their offense. Yes. Okay. So so here's my question. You either A, man up, and you just say, hey, we have the skill to overcome that. We have the corners. We have the depth. We have the speed. We have better players than you do at the position. Mm-hmm. That's option one. Or option two, we have a better schematic ability to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. We can scheme. We can get. So do you think Georgia on defense has either of those two categories? Do we have option one? We have better skill players at positions of strength against their deep ball. Or two, do we need to scheme against it? And can we scheme against it for the deep ball against Alabama? I actually think, I mean, this is a speculation, but I actually think we're going to do the opposite of what you just said, Clint. Oh, no. I actually think that the identity that Kirby and Dan Lanning like to have is to make a team one-dimensional. And so if you skew to take away the deep ball, you skew to take away the uh, the strength of Alabama, then what you do is you create running lanes for Najee Harris. You create opportunities for Alabama to control the ball and to move the ball down the field in simple kind of short completions. I actually think that George is going to go the other way and say, we're going to try to force you into situations where you have to throw the deep ball. Well, isn't that a schematic? Isn't that a a, a schematic decision by the coach? Sure, to say, but not a decision to try to take away the best 
the oh, best yeah. weapon of the other team, a la Bill Belichick. I think we're going to say, you know what? We're going to take away the run game, and yeah. we're going to take away the underneath, and we're going to trust our pass rush to is. take away the deep ball because if you're one-dimensional and you can't run the ball, what's up, Jerry Guarantano? Uh, hey. You're going to die in the see, pocket. See, in this, okay, so... Again, I, I think what you're saying is I wasn't suggesting that we go ahead and do like a rollover cover cover three uh, where we go ahead uh, and we just put some some guys deep and we take away from that. And they, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is I think Kirby's schematic ability and his decision and Dan Lanning's decision is going to say our defensive line is who we are. Okay, our front seven. Sure. Seven is who we are. So not we, necessarily focused on who they are, Jalen Waddle, Mac Jones, but focus on who we are. We can get to Mac Jones before he can go ahead and toss up a 50-yard bomb. We can we can get in the backfield. We can disrupt. We can get you off your point of attack. We can disrupt the pocket enough. Uh, Daniel, I want to go ahead and just just a wild guess. Pro Football Focus has its highest-rated defensive line group in the in the entire oh college gosh, football ethers. Who ethers. could this be? Who would be number one on that list? Who could who you imagine? This, who could this be? Uh, well, it's probably going to be the Army Black Knights. Clint, is it? Uh, well, in, no. In in betting terms, yes, Daniel, no. But no, in actual no. terms, it it's is University Probably of Jordan Davis and them boys. Oh, gosh, Daniel. So, yeah, I, I think just from a schematic standpoint and from what they who they identify themselves to be and who we identify ourselves to be. Uh, now, here's a question. Do you feel good about that matchup? In... In until theory. proven otherwise, until proven otherwise, I, I cannot help but feel good about any matchup that involves our defense, Clint. I just, until, I would be a fool to sit here and say that I don't feel good about a matchup that involves this defense because they have never shown me, they have never given me a reason to not feel good. Um, I saw a stat. Alabama ran seventy something, like seventy nine plays against Ole Miss, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a million plays. Just so we're counting, in case you're counting at home. Do you know how many times Mac Jones was quote unquote under pressure based on the statistics, like the breakdown at the end of the game? How many times was he not sacked? How many times was he pressured in those seventy nine plays, Clint? Four. Stop. Four times. Four times in 79 plays. Okay, now listen to me. Whatever Alabama thinks this game is going to be, that ain't it. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if we're going to win. I don't know if we're going to lose. I don't know if we're going to win a close game or, or, or win a blowout or lose a close game or lose in a blowout. They are all on the table for me. But... Four pressures in 79, 79 plays, that ain't it. Yeah, that ain't how it. this game's going to go. Adam no. Anderson, Aziz Ojolari, them boys are not going to settle for that. He, he will be flushed. He will be forced to move. He will be scrambling for his life at times. And then we'll see what he does in that situation. That's, it. That's exactly right. Now, normally this would be the part of the podcast where you and I bust out recruit rankings from the previous three years about the offensive line of Alabama, what stars they had, where they come out, what's the production. Uh, do we need to do that at all when we consider our defensive line? Nope. I don't care. You, nope. Do you have all five stars starting on your offensive line and they're juniors? Cool. I, 
whatever. Fun. Good for Sounds you. Sounds fun. I every day, twice on Sounds Sundays, fun. our boys mm-hmm. against yours. Let's go. There's last last year they were whipping Andrew Thomas, so I don't think they're gonna have. I don't, I don't think they're gonna blink when it comes to whoever, whoever it have. is you're trotting out there. The best line, the best offensive line in the SEC, Clint doesn't isn't in the state of Alabama. It's in the state of Tennessee. You know that. Come right? on, well, you know that right? Clearly. You know that we already played the best offensive line and uh, didn't see much struggles there. UT Shade never, ever gets old. Uh, Something that never gets old, Daniel, maybe it is old to you, is when you hit a wall, Daniel, in the middle Mm. of your day. You ever have that happen to you? It's Uh, Wednesday. It's the wall of the week right now. It's It's the day that you run into the not just the daily wall, but the weekly wall. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe this wall is because your lack of energy or you don't have enough uh, dietary uh, goodness going into your body. Uh, that's where Built Bar Go comes in. Built Go is this incredible little packet. Daniel, if I've tried it, we love it. It's a little packet that's got incredible flavors. Daniel, what's your favorite again? Go ahead and tell the people the, the number one the, on your list. The peanut butter honey there is. is where it is at. It's fantastic. Peanut butter honey. These Go packs are delicious. They are energy as well as protein. You get five hours where you're not going to go ahead and drop off afterwards. You're not have that lag, that horrible hangover from the energy packet. This is going to get you going and it's going to get you through whatever wall you need to, whether that's energy during your day, whether it's in the middle of your workout, whatever it is, go to builtbar.com, type in the pro- promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off, Daniel, 20% Hello. off. Hello. I mean, come on. You might as well order an extra box. Go ahead. Get it. You're going to save some go money ahead. doing so. Similar in our way too. Um, locked yeah, on. Sure. <laughs> type in the promo code locked on, uh, and you'll get 20 percent off your order. Built bar go break through your wall. Where do you want right, to go Clint, next, Daniel? Let's go to some. Um, oh. Listen, I'm a, a full disclosure. I am trying as hard as I can not to crawl into a hole. Yeah. Okay. It's. It is, it's that time when the Georgia fan in me comes out, and I don't think we're going to win this game, people. So just, I'm going to get it, I'm going to, it's not, I'm not trying to hide it from you, I'm not, I'm not interested in you being disappointed in me, but it's, it's Wednesday, and I do not think we're going to win this game, okay? Do you know why? Because I've watched this game before. I said that, uh, yes, on yesterday's show. But Clint, you, you were trying to dig me out of the hole earlier today via text message. I was. Uh, and you threw out some interesting statistics, a little bit of research. You, you mm. went into the research machine, put on the lab coat, took oh, off the predicting robe, went in, put on the lab coat, went in, <laughs> crunched some numbers. Uh, let's, let's talk about those numbers because I want to I want to talk about both of them, and then I want to talk about which one you think is the most interesting and relevant to this particular game. Okay, here's some uh, very very exciting stats, a la the Bear. If you don't know who the Bear is, uh, he works for ESPN. He is probably one of two bright shining examples on ESPN, his own podcast. Chris Felica, uh, this is a tweet that he sent out earlier. It said under Nick Saban. Alabama has been less than a seven-point favorite at home five times. Okay. So at home, okay. less than seven-point favorite, Nick Saban as head coach. Those are the three three precursors. The Tide have lost four of those games outright. 
19 LSU, 11 LSU, 10 Alabama, 07 UGA. And I'm sorry, that's four out of five? Uh Uh-huh. So have lost four of those games outright. Okay, then. And pushed on the other 07 to Arkansas. Daniel, win win number five. I'm sorry, win number one offense and number one defense collide. Okay. Okay. Um, That's what's happening here this week? That's what's happening here this week. Okay. Uh, Of those times in which that happens, uh, the defense is 5-1 and the last six games played. The number one defense, Uh 5-1, and Uh the Uh last six times that the number one defense has played against the number one What does this do for your emotion? I'll tell you, I I think that the the Alabama— Less than a seven, less than a was a, a less than a double digit favorite or less than seven point favorite. Less than a seven point favorite at home statistics are the most interesting to me because it just it goes to show you Alabama gets the benefit of the doubt uh, more than any other team, and I'm and they've earned it. Like Alabama has earned that benefit of the doubt, but yeah. they, Alabama gets the benefit of the doubt more than any other team. Uh, which which just goes to show you, if Vegas thinks that this game mm-hmm. is going to be close, then usually it's going to be more than close. That's that's what those numbers tell you. They tell you that if Alabama's yep. favored by seven, they really should probably be favored by three. If Alabama's favored by twelve, they really probably should be favored by nine. Uh, they they just get the benefit of the doubt. I think the one regular season game that Alabama wasn't favored in was against Georgia uh whatever in 2015 whatever whatever year that was when they just beat the Jesus Ooh. out of us in Athens mm-hmm. um Nick Chubb had the one long touchdown run but other than that we did absolutely nothing in that game uh and since then Vegas just knows like Alabama's the favorite in every game you just make Alabama the favorite in every game and you know that history will tell you that sometimes they probably shouldn't have been the favorite they shouldn't have been the favorite against LSU last year like there's they shouldn't have been the favorite. No. And they lost the game. Right. But Vegas just gives Alabama the benefit of the doubt. So the fact that this is a six-point line as we sit here on Wednesday makes it a little bit interesting in terms of the outcome of the game. That's the thing I think that does a little bit for me. It moves the needle a little bit for me. Okay. I'm glad to see that you, there's a little heartbeat in there, Daniel. Keep keep CPR it's, on that thing. It's It's small. It's, I get it. I get it. Look, the flame is sometimes it starts to grow and then a bucket of water finds its way in there and by water I obviously mean queso and it uh drowns it out. The flame is gone. Everything is dead inside, but but it's it's still there. It's trying trying to stay alive. We're going to come back after this and uh, try to ignite that flame a little more. All right, what do you got next, Clint? What do you, what, what, where are we going to go next? Here's, here's where I want to go next. I want to go. Can you think? I, I have a something in my mind of okay. an area of this game that will absolutely not, not just be like maybe a possibility, maybe a hope of something that we can get after Alabama on, but what is an area of this game that we can go ahead and say rightly, we will dominate Alabama in this aspect of the game. Do you have anything that is on that list? 
A hundred percent I do. Okay, what is that? I don't. Special teams. There you go. Georgia's going to dominate this game on special teams. If Georgia wins this game, Georgia might win this game on special teams. There it is. Clint. Okay. Um, now, Alabama. For the fans Alabama, shouting into like, the phone right now saying, special teams, what? Special teams don't do anything, no, Nobody's doing that, Clint. We got, we got educated listeners. We but, no, no, but, but, uh, but Tennessee fans still hanging on. From last week. Oh, how you doing, Tennessee? Auburn fans. How how you guys doing? Auburn fans. Hey, big win. Big win over the weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are trash. I remember Mm -hmm. you telling me before, after week one, Arkansas trash. I mean, big win. Do you really think Arkansas is that good? Okay. Turns out. Okay. Um, Listen, Alabama's kicker, two for two on field goals made this year. He hasn't attempted one over 40 yards. Hmm. His long is 34, oh, Clint. No. Um, so I, I haven't gone back and watched every snap of Alabama to see if there has been a time when, let's say, they, he could have attempted one over 40 yards and right. and the coaching staff decided not to let him kick. So I, I don't know necessarily how that falls. I I strongly suspect we have a better kicker than Alabama. Here's what I know. We have a better punter than Alabama, and Hands I know down. nothing about Alabama's punter. Don't care to know anything about Alabama's punter. He's probably from Australia. Couldn't care less. Sure. Uh, we have a better punter than Alabama. We will have the ability to win field position because of that. We will have the ability to kick the ball away from Jalen Waddle, who is their number one weapon, because of the strength of Jake Camarda and his mm-hmm. ability to kick it deep and towards the sidelines, mm-hmm. deep and high. Uh, these will be things, uh, and then we're going to talk about Kenny McIntosh in that kick return game. <laughs> Is this the game that Kiaris Jackson gets a hold of one Come in on. the punt return game? Come, Come on. on. There's some, there's some areas where we could, we could really have an advantage in this game. Okay. Um, now look, I, I want to go ahead and suggest some things about Nick Saban right here, right now. I completely agree with you. Special teams, okay. we dominate. I want to go ahead and just suggest some things about Nick Saban. Sure. Nick Saban. Hey, Alabama fans, welcome to the podcast. We're about to suggest some things about Nick Saban. I'm sure you'll have no problem with them. Um, Nick Saban has created for himself quite a little empire. Now, if you were to follow the coaching trajectory of Nick Saban and when he entered the SEC and when he came into college football, Nick Saban innovated, and I'll, I'll say that, some things down in Alabama with recruiting. Especially with recruiting, Daniel, at a sure. time and place. LSU, LSU first, and then yes, and yes. then the Miami Dolphins, and then Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So he created a, a nice little niche for himself in which recruiting was huge, and he dominated that. Okay, we can we can go ahead and say that. Yeah, he dominated. For, okay, great. Um, I'm going to suggest that as far as the X's and O's standpoint, Daniel, and coaching merit, Nick Saban ain't the best coach. Now, now you want to talk about best program director and best recruiter for a season? Yeah. And has he been riding that wave for a little bit? Sure. But I'm here to tell you right now, look back at the games that we've played Alabama. Look at the games that we have a mutual opponent. Look at the defense since Kirby Smart has left Alabama. Okay? And I'm here to tell you that it took circumstances outside of the control of Thor to make these victories happen for Alabama. Okay. And it's stupid to me 
to think to to anybody that you can't objectively look and say that Nick Saban is a better coach than Kirby Smart. Did he come in at the right time of college football? Yes. Did he innovate? Yes. These things are true. But as a pure head-to-head college mind, don't, do not come at me with that. Like he's prob- he's a better head coach than Kirby Smart has proven himself to be in his career. It's sure. not like Kirby Smart hasn't made dumb decisions. We're Georgia fans, and we've been on the podcast lamenting the decisions of Kirby Timeouts Smart. Timeouts in the times. second half. Right. What, what, what are you doing, yeah. bro? Right. The fake punts. The whole thing. Ugh. Like We've been on the podcast. We've been lamenting those. It's not like we're saying Nick Saban is not a better head coach Mm-mm. than Kirby Smart Mm-mm. is at this point in his career. But he's not a better schematic no. coach. No. They're both defensive coaches. And right now, Nick Saban's putting out a product that's garbage. Hot and garbage. Kirby has never done that. Not one time in his career has a defense gone out there and you've been like, oh, that's a liability. Not one time. I mean, oh, but Clint, LSU scored 37 against Georgia last year. Oh, but they scored 46 against Alabama. There you go. LSU scored oh. scored 40 against everyone. Like, Let, calm ask down. Ask Clemson. How's, Please. How's it going? How's that going? Okay. How are we doing? Venables, okay. best defensive coordinator in the nation. Like, come on. No, no. So I think definitively, you want to talk about special teams. You want to talk about coaching on that side. You, you, you think Scotty got a little, a little oh, sand in his shorts this week? Scotty got a little juice. Scotty got a little juice. Okay. We don't need to really get into the Scott Cochran. It's not going to decide this game. But listen, there's juice in the Georgia program. And as Kirby said, and people want to make a big deal about the record versus former assistants. People want to make a big deal about the history of this game. It matters a great deal to me, a Georgia fan, because I remember all those games. I, I was ag- mm-hmm. I agonizingly suffered through all those games. It mm-hmm. matters a great deal to you, a Georgia fan. But none of these players give two craps about that. None of these players care anything about the history of this rivalry none of these players care anything about the history of this game uh these players simply want to play in this game and That's they're it. not going in intimidated whatsoever no daniel no clint uh, i got a final i got a final thought before we end today's podcast i got um, something i gotta get out there get out right, get before off we chest. go into uh first of all the plan as of right now hasn't been recorded yet but the plan as of right now is that tomorrow uh-oh. We're going to be putting out a crossover episode with the fine folks over at Locked On Alabama. Come on now. Um, so if you enjoyed the crossover episode versus uh, Auburn Week, uh, I'll be I'll be going on the I'll be getting on the horn mm-hmm. and talking to the people over at uh, Locked On Bama, and so uh, I will be asking all the questions, hopefully that you want me to ask. Um, hit us up on Twitter as soon as you hear this podcast. If you have a question, we'll probably be recording on Wednesday night for that episode. And then Friday, we will be back with locks and our official predictions for the Georgia-Alabama game. So that's just programming note for the rest of the week. Clint, I've spent this entire week trying to convince myself of something. Okay. And I want, I want, I want you to weigh in. I've spent this entire week trying to convince myself that this game doesn't matter. Okay. It's not the Florida game. Sure. It will not stop us from making the college football playoff. Right? Correct. We, we said this at length. The most important game this season is the Florida game. Correct. And it still is. I do not expect, I know it's easy to dump on Florida. I don't expect Florida to lose another game this season. They will not. Okay. So it would be funny if they did. Okay. But I don't expect them to, which means 
everything is still about that Florida game. Because Correct. if we lose that game, we don't even go to Atlanta. We lose the East. We don't even, nothing happens. Okay, we're done. Even if we win this game and we mm-hmm. lose the Florida game, mm-hmm. we're done. Okay. So I've been trying to convince myself for the last three days that this game does not matter because we can lose to them now and we can beat them in the SC Championship game. And if we beat them now and we lose to them in the SEC Championship game, then we've lost the game that really matters and we've blown it. Like we've, we've beaten Alabama the time that it didn't matter to beat Alabama. That's right. And we've lost to Alabama the time that it did matter to beat Alabama. But here's the thing, Clint. Okay. Here we go. That's just not true. It's not true, Daniel. This game does matter. It matters a great deal. Okay? And I'll give you two reasons that it matters. Okay. Here's the first reason. Oklahoma State, Clint. Oof. What do you know about Oklahoma State? Uh, they, they they play garbage teams. Yep. They How's their head coach's hair? He doing it anything? Is, it is long note? in the back. It is luscious. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State going to go undefeated this year, Clint? Probably. They going look. Let me let me just speak. Let me just speak up here. Oklahoma State will not, under any circumstances, go undefeated this year. That ain't no team that's going to go undefeated this year. Okay, yeah, it's, Texas it's probably going to beat them. Oklahoma probably going to beat them. Oh. They're probably going to lose to some sort of absolute backwards nobody in the Big 12 that they... They play SMU sometime? That they have no business losing to. Now listen to me. When Oklahoma State loses a game, Clint, mm-hmm. are we going to think about the Pac-12 this year? Or is that, a, is that a conference that's going to cross our mind at all? The Pac-12 under any circumstance? Has, has asked us to stop looking at them. <laughs> So and I, we will we will respectfully oblige. Gladly do so. We will never speak of the Pac-12 again. Okay. <laughs> so let me talk to you about the playoff teams, Clint. Okay. Ohio State in the yep. playoff. Pencil men. They hadn't played a game yet. Uh, Clemson in the Guaranteed. playoff. Pencil men. The winner of the SEC championship game in. in the playoff. Guaranteed. Now let me let me just say. Oh, here we go. If Georgia beat, wins this game against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then loses to Alabama in the SEC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Alabama's in the playoff. We just said the winner of the SEC Championship game is in the playoff. You explain to me the scenario where Georgia doesn't make the playoff. Go ahead. Tell uh, me what has happened in college football that has allowed Georgia one loss to Alabama in the SEC Championship game after beating them in the regular season and going undefeated. You explain to me how they don't make the playoff. Nothing. There's no, there's no way. If we win this game and we win the rest of the games on our schedule, we will go to the SEC championship game playing for seeding in the college football playoff. Correct. This game matters. It's big. Because if, because if you lose this game, now you have to win every single game on your schedule to make the playoff. You got to win them out, Daniel. You got to win them all. This, you can't give yourself a cop out. I Don't wanted to. I want too bad. Gosh, I'm but so I can't glad do it. I'm so glad you're here. But I, I can't do it. Uh, hey, Daniel's going to go over to Locked On. 
podcast crossover land with Locked On Alabama. We're going to hear that on Thursday. And then Friday, we're back for Lock. So come on back for both times of those. Can't wait to dissect and listen to the Locked On Bama podcast, Daniel, that you hopefully are going to rip them in their sheds. Hopefully, they're not as condescending as Auburn with silence. I bet they will be, but... I hope not. I, I, I can't imagine that they would be. Uh... I think there might be a little fear in in Alabama right now. I just I'm I'm go, I'm going to be very interested to talk to them very and to get there to get their opinion. That that podcast will show up on our feed. You're not gonna have Correct. to go to Locked On Bama no, to we'll, download we'll it. it. It'll 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 show up right here. But uh, be ready for that uh, on Thursday, and then we'll as Clint said, we'll be back with locks on Friday as well as our official prediction. So we will talk to you guys then. See ya.